spread the word. Your favorite shows are on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by. I have been so looking forward to have this conversation with Robert Rent Renter. Hmm. I know, senorita. I just had it. I should have got Renteria. It is. Renteria. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. From the barrio to the boardroom. Ooh. And, you know, this is an important conversation for me in a lot of different ways. You know, I sat with my niece one day and I said, I, 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 I sat down with her and, and, and I said, her, her nickname's Peanut. I said, Peanut, how did you raise your children uh, in New York? I mean, how did you raise the beautiful Vanessa to be on the, you know, one of the top female leaders in the Latino community? How did you do that? How did you get past the obstacles that you were faced, you know, with, you know, raising your children? How did you do that? How did you do that living in one of the worst places in New York, uh, as a matter of fact? And, and I got to watch my niece create this picture this landscape for herself and her kids that i didn't quite understand i got a sense of it and i thought about wow somebody needs to write about this well somebody has robert is joining us here today because we are talking about from the barrio to the boardroom and you know what does it mean and, and not just is this is not just a real story but this is a metaphor for so many things. Robert's joining me here today, and I want to say that he is a successful businessman turned author, uh, and he is challenging all of us to help him put the copies of this amazing, empowering mem memoir from the barrio to the boardroom into the hands of one million at-risk children and adults who need it. And I will tell you, I know this is needed. It's needed in many, many ways. I want you to hear this story from Robert. Robert, thank you for joining us here to, on the show. Thank you so much for taking your story out into the world. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Thank you, Pat. Let's talk about your journey for a minute because, you know, one, one writes a book like this only if they've had personal experiences. And I guess I want to start with a question that I ask everyone pretty much that joins the show. Given what I've just said briefly about you, I'd love to know some of the challenges and obstacles that you've had to overcome to bring you to this very moment. Well, I, as you know, I grew up in the Rodeo of East Los Angeles. My mother and father were both factory laborers at the time. Back in those days, my mother was working for a measly dollar twenty-five an hour. When my mother got married, she didn't know that my father was doing drugs. She was smitten with his good looks and his smooth-talking ways. And and it wasn't until about a few months later she found vials of heroin and needles in the toilet tank or behind the dresser drawer. She was terrified. Um, she was she was uh, embarrassed and scared, and, and who wouldn't be? So my father, who would squander away any money we would have or go to the pawn shops and sell whatever we had of any value, eventually left us. He abandoned our family at the age of three, and the only legacy he left us was a pile of bills and a bunch of empty bottles of booze back over there in the trash can. But my mother was strong, and she kept us together as a familia, as a family, and we persevered. And a few years later, I was in a terrible accident, and uh, I landed up in a handicapped school for the physically disabled and the mentally challenged. 
had to, I was medically required to wear a football helmet. Uh, when I turned nine, my mother remarried, and she married a hardworking guy. And although that you know he was a hardworking guy, he was uh, a bad drunk, and he'd come home late at night after being at the bars, which was typical back in that day. And you know he'd use me for a punching bag. He'd beat me until I was black and blue. Now you know the good thing I will say about him though is that you know he did raise two children that were not his own, mm-hmm. and for that I give him a lot of credit because see anybody could make babies, but a real man is there to take care of those children and raise those children, but. When I got old enough, in my early teens, I ran away, and I, I started running around with uh, gangs and selling drugs and doing drugs, and many of those things that I did back in that day, I'm not so proud of today. Uh, guilt is a heavy burden to live with, but um, a few years into my late teens, my real father, I got a phone call from his brother, my uncle, that he had passed away in a halfway house on Skid Row, and I thought that maybe I should go see this where he lived because I didn't know this guy and I wanted to know more about him. So I got the paperwork from my uncle and I went to go get his belongings that were in this this halfway house and I was walking through the hallway with the flickering lights and there was stale smelling, there were prostitutes and pimps and alcoholics and, and drug addicts, derelicts reaching out to me for money and I was scared, I was shaking. I, I got the key and I opened the door real slow and I stood there and it was like deja vu because that man had left me again with the same thing he had left me when I was just three years old with more empty bottles of booze in the trash can. And and I realized that, that you know, at that moment that, you know, if you play with the devil, you're going to get burned. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, a few years later, I my grandfather pulled me aside. He told me that he wanted more for my life. And, you know, if I didn't get out of here, that I was going to land up like these so-called friends, either, you know, working in a, in a factory or, or dead or... Or, or dealing drugs, so I, I went back and I got my GED, because I had dropped out of high school in 11th grade, and I joined the military. And I had a great run in the military, I traveled abroad, and I became a non-commissioned officer, and I, I got all the fundamental basic building blocks you need to be a better leader and a man, and I thought I was ready. And I, I uh, went back to L.A. for a brief bit, and I ran into some of those so-called friends, and they called me a sellout and a punk, because I didn't want to hang mm-hmm. out with these guys anymore. And... Uh, truth was that these guys had either graduated their substance abuse, dealing heavy drugs, some of them were, were, were dusted, they were killed in gang violence or, or drug violence, and others were doing hard time in a federal penitentiary looking forward to nothing more than three hot meals and a cot. And I figured that, that's not what I wanted for my destiny. So with $200 in my pocket and a duffel bag, I knew a guy in Chicago, and I called him, and I showed up here, and I, I slept on his floor in a living room where I made a little bed for myself, and, and while well, I was looking for a job, and I had very little money, so I used to eat Arby sandwiches, had five for five, because that's all I could afford at the time. And and uh, But I got a job, and I said, you know, I want to be somebody. And I worked every day, every weekend, holidays. I didn't see my family for years. And after six years of working in the commercial laundry industry, I became vice president of a publicly traded company on New York Stock Exchange, and I never finished high school. Mm. So it was a few years ago that I was uh, I pulled up in front of a local tavern, and this young Latino boy was out front, young man, and he said to me, hey, what's your secret? And I said, what do you mean? He goes, how do I get one of those cars? He was referring to my brand-new Mercedes. So I invited him in for a beer, and at the end of the beer, he looks at me, and he got a picture of this guy. He's got these big, brown, hungry eyes, and he's waiting for me to give him this magical answer. And I said, get a napkin and a pen from the bartender, because I want you to write something down. So he gets a napkin and a pen. I said, the first word I want you to write down is hard, and the second word I want to give you is work. And he wrote it down, and he looks at the napkin, and he looks huh. at me. He says, hard work? That's your secret? <laughs> and I said, that's the secret. Now, he looked a little confused, but he put the napkin in his pocket. He reached out, he shook my hand, and he ran out that door like I gave him gold. 
And I sat there looking at him, walking out, you know, running out the door. And I, I thought, you know, we have children and teenagers, adults alike, walking around lost in the culture of darkness. Yeah. And I decided to do something about it, so I wrote this book. Well, I'll tell you, this is a much-needed book because I love your mission. I love the fact that this this book needs to get in the hands of at least one million at-risk children because there are two things that I think is is really happening, Robert. And, and one of them is, you know... I don't know that we have the strength of the family unit that we had 20, 30 years ago. I don't know. What do you think? I, I think that the core values have changed. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't have my, my grandma with a wooden stick walking around bopping mm. me on the head. You know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> I think so. Uh, and so I think some things have changed. And so somebody needs to tell the story. You know, somebody needs to be able to stop and say there are things that need to happen. Um how are the children of today, Robert, different than the children of 30, 40 years ago? I, let's not even go back that far. Let's just say 25 years ago. Well, I think you hit it on the head. I think there, there's a lack of respect. And, and I think that kids today are looking for a shortcut, almost as, a, as if you could put powder in a glass and stir it up and have a pocket You too, Benny? Benny, you, you... I totally agree. It's so yeah. true. They expect it now. They don't want to work for it. They want everything handed to them on a silver platter. you got to work for it. Earn it. Absolutely. So you know, I, I tell the kids all the time that, you know, it's hard work, dedication, and education. You know, I tell them that bright futures are built on a strong education because equal education means equal pay, and it levels the playing field, and it's a great equalizer for any race, for mm -hmm. any race. So one of the things that I, I think is really, really important is to be able to look at, A, how do I know when I'm in crisis? And B, what do I do to, to change it? Uh, you've been lecturing and speaking on how to succeed against the odds. When we come back from break, we're going to be talking about what does that mean? You know, what are the odds? What are we trying to succeed and move beyond? At the beginning of the show... I briefly mentioned my niece, my godchild, um, and her children growing up in one of the toughest places in Yonkers, uh, along with my sister, and raising some extraordinary children. Uh, and as I said before, you know, Vanessa, head of the Latino department at Manhattan University. I mean, how does this happen? How does this happen when the people around you are taking down the path close to destruction. How do I know about this? I've been down that path myself. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll be talking about what it is we need to know about success, but also what do we need to know about overcoming obstacles with my very, very special guest today. We'll be right back. So I look in my lap and say, pasa. This is for the Ras, 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 Ras. Unlock your divine power and become the true master of your life with visionary clairvoyant Terry O'Connor every Monday at 10 a.m. on The Dr. Pat Show. Using her extraordinary connection with spirit, Carrie can energetically view your true inner blueprint and guide you to your soul's highest purpose. Explore your personal connection to your authentic self and let your spirit soar as it was truly meant to. That's the Carrie O'Connor Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 
11 p.m. Eastern on the Dr. Pat Show. Hi, this is Dr. Scott Lynch from Valley Chiropractic Wellness Center. Remember, healthy spinal column alignment and a proper functioning nerve system are key foundational components for optimal health and wellness. At Valley Chiropractic Wellness Center, we strive to help each patient regain their health through natural chiropractic care and wellness counseling. Visit us at vcwc.net to learn more about our doctors and wellness counselors. Remember, vcwc.net. Would you like to smile more and feel more joy in your life? Fly High Joy's funny, delightful, inspiring items have proven to put big smiles on people's faces and make them feel good. That's why their joyful creations were given to all the top nominees at the 2009 Academy Awards. So, to get big smiles and feel good now, visit flyhighjoy.com or call 888-569-1332. Music, the stuff of creation. What a powerful tool for healing, inspiring, and connecting us to source. And to each other. We'll talk about it. We'll play it. We'll have a lively discussion with guests who are doing it. So join us Monday and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Saturday mornings at 11. Tune in to Living Music Radio on KKNW 1150 AM or livingmusicradio.com. Join Mystic Radio with Robin Alexis on Sundays at noon as metaphysical mother and TV personality Robin Alexis helps countless people around the globe to live fuller and more conscious lives. She serves you using her gifts as a medium, medical intuitive, past life reader, and more. Get your free on-air readings with Robin Alexis every Sunday at noon. And now hear rebroadcasts of Mystic Radio Wednesdays at 1 p.m. and Thursdays at 8 p.m. Right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Hi, this is Len Brooks from the Vibrant Living Radio Network. From terminal abnormalities to abundant reality, how do we craft and design more abundance in our lives? And how do we allow for more possibilities? Join me and my international team of contributors. Please join me in this exploration and become part of the Vibrant Living Family. Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Right here on Seattle's Alternative Talk, AM 1150, KKMW. Your life's precious and giant. Find the tools and resources and discover a new way of accessing them. Good news, Belgium. We're streamed worldwide at 1150kknw.com. Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. This is for the Ras, Ras, Ras. everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. From the barrio to the boardroom, Robert Renteria joining us here today on the Dr. Pat Show. From Crime Alley to Easy Street, successful executive, yes, that's who he is, inspires youth with his story of escaping street life to succeed in business. And boy, there are many ways to do this. Uh, and, and joining us, Robert here today, the author of that book, has the stories and is passion to help youth uh, across the country follow in his footsteps so to speak but probably avoid some of the obstacles he's had you know robert there is a message here you have a vision beyond the obstacles and what you teach and what you what you go out and talk about you have something special that you want to see happen how would you like to change the landscape uh, for the youth in this country that are in situations like you were well, I'd like to say that, first of all, although the book has my name on it, Robert Renteria, this is not the Robert Renteria story. Mm. This is 
your story. This is our story. This is a story of, of people all over this great country who have worked hard and have made a lot of sacrifices and have done whatever we needed to do legally, mind you, to come out clean on the other side. Oh, yeah. This this book, uh, this, this, this is the message of hope and dreams and to believe in yourself. See, we have to believe. Belief like air, and it's in, it's in this room. I can't see it, but we need it to survive. And if we believe, if we believe, we can overcome seemingly impossible obstacles. I know, and I know that you know. This, this, this book is going to help our kids make better choices. You know, I tell, I tell the kids on the streets who run around and make, with the wrong kind of people, you show me your friends, I'll tell you who you are. And that gangbanging and violence is not a lifestyle, but it's a death style. And if you run around on the streets, you're going to find yourself at the wrong place at the wrong time, and you're going to get yourself killed. So I, say, I tell the kids, please don't be a statistic. When we're talking about not being a statistic, um, do do the kids think they have a way out, Robert? I mean, you know, I, I've heard this story over and over again. And honestly, for me, I never thought I'd get out of the Bronx. Um, do, do, the kid, do, do the youth understand that they can get out, that they can make a change? Well, I, I think they need, we need to have more role models. I, I think that, you know, you asked about the kids today. I think that we have a lot more, a lot more dysfunctional families now than I remember back then. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and and, and this, this this violence and and this and this uh, issue with education. You know, right now today we have twenty five hundred kids, high school seniors dropping out of school across this country every single day, and to add insult to injury, forty one percent of those kids are Hispanics. That's unacceptable. When we look at the changes that need to happen in the world. Um, you're on a mission. It's really clear to me. You're on a mission. You go around, you're speaking, you're lecturing on how to succeed against the odds. If I had to ask you, Robert, what were the top three things you would say that um, a, a youth, a youngster needs to, to have in, their, in, in his or her toolkit, what would that be? Well, first I tell, I tell anybody that I learned a long time ago is never let anybody tell you that you can't do something. Mm-hmm. Because as long as we have a corazón, as long as we have a heart, we always have a chance. Mm-hmm. And and don't let where you came from dictate who you are. But let it be part of who you become and to respect your roots. Mm-hmm. And that, that I want you to dream. But I just don't want you to dream. I want you to dream, and I want you to dream big. Well, this is something that I think is, is really at the crux of... Uh, of the matter for a lot of people you know if you're living in what i call a very small world and i know what that is like and you know what that is like you know you get up each day there's something a routine that happens you walk around in a lot of fear you're not really sure what the possibilities are and you know the creative side of that you may or may not get from the movies or television how do you help young people dream bigger well, it's like I said a few minutes ago. I said, you know, you show me your friends, I'll tell you who you are. So you got to make sure uh-huh. you're not hanging around with the wrong people because misery loves company, and those people will pull you down into the abyss. You need to surround yourself around other people who are going forward who could help elevate you so that those kids can spread their wings and fly like the angels God intended them to be. So it boils down to making the right choices. I mean, I, I, I've made plenty of mistakes, and I have failed plenty of times. And, and you know, I tell people all the time, it's, you can't allow the world you know, to, to run you over, and, and we talk about obstacles. I call them perceived obstacles. You know, if we, if we put a wall in front of us and we have to figure out how we get around it or over it or through it, or you, know, you, just, you just can't say there's a wall and you stop. Mm-hmm. You have to improvise. 
and you have to adapt, and you got to be willing to change. I got to ask you a question. You know, growing up to this point, who are your mentors? Who are the people that you look up to? Well, you know, I was very influenced by TV as a young kid. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I watched TV, and I remember there were programs where these elevators, high-rise buildings, guys walking around with nice suits and briefcases and Cadillacs, and and and, and that inspired me as a young boy. I mean, I remember being in in my teens, and I was driving an old 1968 beat-up VW, and I'd go down to Hollywood and in Beverly Hills and Park and watch these, these men and women in these nice clothes and nice cars going into restaurants or these big homes. And I used to, I painted a picture for myself for what I wanted. And then when I had the opportunity, I ran off and I chased it till I caught it. You actually put yourself around those people. Well, How did you do that? Robert, without envy or jealousy? Because I think this is kind of something that kind of creeps into our psyche, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? We're watching TV. We're saying, i got to have those shoes. i got to have those sneakers. i got to have this. But there's something that you did that is so extraordinary. And, you know, what is what was your key for that? You know, what did you have to have in terms of inner strength? Well, you know, being that I didn't have a positive male figure, my mother uh-huh. who was more of a crutch and a role model, but she was always there to listen, a good sounding board. And, and, and she encouraged me that she believed in me. So what I did is I, I call it stealing with pride. You know, I went out there and I learned a lot from a lot of different people. And, and, and I took a little bit of good from everybody because we're all God's creatures. So I, I stole with pride. I helped to mold and develop the man I am today. So for me, that the world itself mm-hmm. and all the tangible things that I have to offer were for me the ultimate role model. Wow. I, I want to make sure everybody has your website and so they know how to get to a copy of your book. But also, you've got a blog up there. You've got lots of information up there. L- let's take a minute to send people to the site. Also, there's a place that they can donate. So let's do that. And tell us a little bit about what you're um, accomplishing through the website. Well, what we're doing is, is we're currently working with middle schools and high schools and colleges. Uh, the book is being embraced by, right now, the Chicago Public School District, and we're in the process of writing a curriculum, a teacher's guide, that we'll be able to share, you know, nationwide. And um, the book we put together with the book is a, a very nice website with videos on there, and, and there's a lot of testimonials on there. There's places where kids can go and they can hear me speak, and, and they can take that message and, and use it for themselves. You know, we have what's, what's called a barrio, making a different uh, grassroots movement. It's a challenge to have other people help us to help elevate these children. And they can go to uh, com, and they can purchase the book right off of the website or they can go over to Amazon um, and, and buy the book and share that book. I'm hoping that people across the United States will help me get this book in as many hands as possible because I believe this book is going to change lives. Pat, the truth is it already has and it already is. Well, it already is. Just by having the conversation, we're starting a, a new v- a vibration around this. You know what I'm saying? It's really having a different conversation. It's being able to say, look, you know, there are ways to do this. You know, this is something that can happen. You know, I love that you said you grew up with television and, you know, theater and, you know, you put yourself in those places. That's still happening. How do you think television and media, though, right now is, you know, is helping or hurting the youth? in terms of their journey to move forward? Well, I, I believe we have positives and negatives with everything. I think that, you know, as, as an adult or as adults, you know, we need to pay, pay closer attention to our children and, and, and to the people that they're associated with. You know, we, we need to get more involved 
one one of the things I'm seeing by working with the schools and and the struggles for the for the educators is that you know the parents are sometimes you know the kids come from a broken home or the parents um, are working two jobs or there there's uh, alcohol problems at home or drug problems at home or even gang problems. Mm-hmm. So so these kids you know they they need to be you know I want to say more resourceful and 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 by reaching out because there's a lot of good people out there who want to help. Right. You know, I think the culture has, has, has hindered that you know, that desire because of pride. People, right. or people don't want to ask. But, you know, there's a lot of good people. So my message is don't be afraid to reach out. You know, my goal is to reach out and help pull people out. Right. Out of those ghettos and out of those barrios so they can go out there and chase and live the American dream. Oh, I support you 100%. 100%. From the barrio, uh, dot com is the website. From the barrio dot com is the website. Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Come out and sing some 